This episode has been brought to you in part by the Azrieli Music Prizes. Join them in celebrating artistic excellence at the AMP Gala Concert, live from Maison Symphonique in Montreal, happening October 20th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Orchestre Metropolitain will premiere award-winning music by laureates Aharon Harla, Iman Habibi, and Rita Ueda. Learn more at azrielifoundation.org backslash AMP. I've been hearing stories that students in the school board get pennies thrown at them. Their peers say things such as, I wish Hitler were still alive and finished the job. And that dozens of parents are transferring their students to the Catholic board because ironically, they feel it's a safer space for Jewish students. That's what it sounded like in Ottawa last week at a special meeting of the city's main public school board. You heard the voice of Michael Tepper. He volunteers with the Canadian Anti-Semitism Education Foundation. Now, he asked to appear by Zoom so he could tell the trustees why they need to fix their relationship with Ottawa's Jews, fix what he called the current crisis of confidence and credibility. And it's all about the board's approach to fighting anti-Semitism. Now, if you haven't been following what's been going on in Ottawa, we're going to break it down for you because it's gotten pretty tense. On one side is the Jewish Federation of Ottawa with its main Holocaust education group, known as CHESS. And on the other side is the Ottawa Carleton District School Board and its senior staff and the policies of equity, diversity and inclusion. And meanwhile, overshadowing all of it, is the discovery that Ottawa's largest public school board has become just the latest flashpoint in the debate over the Israel-Palestine question. It's an ideological war that's now being played out not just in government and university spaces, but increasingly in large public school boards. I mean, it's very clear that the equity department treats anti-Semitism training different than they treat any other um, racism training. Yeah, that is, is crystal clear. Um, they've never missed an opportunity to miss an opportunity when it comes to anti-Semitism training. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Tuesday, September the 20th, 2022. Welcome to the CJN Daily. It's a podcast of the Canadian Jewish News and sponsored by Metropia. <music> Last week, Andrea Friedman, the president and CEO of Ottawa's Jewish Federation, penned a series of very strongly worded statements to the community and to the Ottawa School Board, and one letter was even sent to Ontario's Education Minister Stephen Lecce. They say while Jewish complaints haven't been taken very seriously by the board and the whole issue's been on a slow boil for a few years... The last straw happened on the day the Queen died, on September the 8th. The Jewish community thinks the board went behind their backs and held some anti-Semitism training for the 12 trustees that day. But what happened was Canada's Holocaust special envoy, Professor Erwin Kotler, was disinvited. And instead, the board hired a professor who's been teaching anti-racism and inclusion at school boards across southern Ontario. But he's also deeply involved in the field of Palestinian human rights and says Jews are using the charge of anti-Semitism as a diversion tactic to avoid dealing with Israel's oppression of Palestinians. But that's not all the board did. And that's got the community scratching their heads. So coming up, we'll hear from a few people involved in the story, including a Jewish student and the Ottawa School Board's Director of Education. But we'll start with Andrea Friedman, and she joins us now. You discovered that the board gave some anti-Semitism, anti-racism training which without your knowledge or without telling you, can you just bring us up to speed? 
We've been since for the last two years um, trying to work with the Ottawa College and District School Board to get them to do anti-Semitism training. Um, they uh, they talk about it, they give it lip service, and then ultimately they uh, go cold. They stop communicating. So we, we meet with them in good faith continuously um, to try to get this on the agenda. And then eventually they proceed either to do nothing or proceed without us. So uh, a few months ago, they did some training with, the, with, with Chess, which was excellent, until uh, Chess had arranged for Professor Owen Kotler, um, the person who the Canadian government has designated to combat anti-Semitism, a world-renowned, internationally acclaimed human rights activist, a brilliant legal scholar to do anti-Semitism training, and the school board canceled it abruptly and without any, uh, any reason um, given. So that was very frustrating. That was very discouraging. Um, over the course of the summer, we kept trying to meet with the school board and they kept saying, we'll get back to you in July. We'll get back to you in August. We'll get back to you at the beginning of September. Well, they never did get back to us despite our repeated emails and pleas to them to do something. And then we learned that they had hired Dr. Jeffrey Wilkinson to do training um, and that against our advice, they had coupled it with anti, what they termed anti-Palestine um, education as well. And we had suggested that if, if the goal is to depoliticize this, doing anti-Semitism training together with Islamic phobia training is the wrong approach. Um, they should be, they're both very important and they should be done separately. The school disregarded this. We did a little bit of research into Dr. Jeffrey Wilkinson. Uh, the two main pieces that we found that are pertinent to this is his doctoral thesis. Um, in which he uh, vilifies the state of Israel um, and really makes some very questionable and problematic claims. Um, and his one and only blog post on his website um, really questions anti-Semitism. It questions whether anti-Semitism is being used as a tool by the Jewish community to divert attention away uh, from what's taking place um, in Israel. Well, he's opposed to the IRA definition of anti-Semitism as well, but that's, he's one of the signatories, right, for uh, academics against the IRA definition. A lot of left-wing academics, including many Jews, supported that petition. They weren't comfortable with somebody who's a proponent of IRA, um, but they're very comfortable with somebody who's anti-IRA. Um, and to me, that represents a huge problem. A fundamental principle of any racism training is nothing about us without us. And the Ottawa Carleton District School Board has disregarded all of these basic principles. They've disregarded their own policies with respect to this. Do we know how much they, they paid this guy to do it? Have we got that information? No. Uh, you know, there, there's a few pieces that we, we need to get. Um, we'd like to be curious to know what taxpayer dollars were used on um, anti-Semitism training by somebody who doesn't think anti-Semitism is a problem. Uh, very curious to see the actual session itself. But I think we have a bit of an idea. So, you know, I, I'm privy to a document that was called Resource Document Identifying, Addressing and Responding to Anti-Semitism, which was distributed to the trustees ahead of their presentation. And really shockingly, um, in addition to not consulting with the Jewish community on it, they included a list of demands from the Palestinian youth movement. Um, in the document entitled, you know, Anti-Semitism is a list of eight demands from the Palestinian youth movement. And they're, they're, one of the demands is particularly interesting. And um, if you bear with me here, I will read it. Um, it says, adopt a definition of anti-Semitism that is decolonial and does not perpetuate unfair power relationships between a state and its occupied. 
So it's very puzzling to me why other groups are being listened to as to how anti-Semitism ought to be defined, but Jewish groups are not being listened to. You know, watching it from afar and having similar situations in York region and in uh, the Toronto District School Board, of course, where um, wokeness does not include Jews. And so it's an incredible um, trend that Ottawa is now the latest battleground. Yeah, and I think we have to remember that it, you know, there's two issues at play here. So one is the real harm that's being caused to Jewish students um, who the Ottawa College District School Board has a responsibility to protect and is not. The second area of concern is that this is where all young people are getting their education. So unfortunately, the Jewish students are learning that there's a double standard that applies to them. But this is also a lesson that the other students are learning. They're learning that it's okay um, to, uh, to have a social media chat group that says we hate all Jews, that it's okay to threaten Jews with the gas chamber, that it's okay to give a Nazi salute in a classroom. That's the message that all the other students are learning. And unfortunately, those messages might be lasting and have further societal impacts. These are formative times in young people's lives and they need to learn the, the right lessons. And the Ottawa Carleton District School Board has not done that. They haven't exercised their responsibility. Now that was Andrea Friedman, the president and CEO of Ottawa's Jewish Federation. And now we'll hear from the Ottawa District School Board's director of education, Camille Williams-Taylor. She admitted they're struggling to figure out what to do and she admitted they're taking a long time to come up with some kind of answers for the Jewish community, which would also tick off all the boxes of the equity and inclusion strategy to help all students feel safe, including Palestinian ones. We do recognize that Jewish students and staff face the reality of anti-Semitism in classrooms uh, and at work and in the community. Um, So that is not uh, in question. Um, And educators want to ensure that all of our kids, all of our kids and our colleagues at work feel heard, feel valued and feel safe to play and learn and interact and that they know they they can safely bring their full selves uh, to all of our spaces in the OCDSB community. Uh, We know that we have a lot to learn and we accept that we have a big responsibility to our Jewish community uh, along with all of our community groups. And we know that the road is not smooth and there are a lot of conflicting and competing perspectives, but we remain committed to partnership Uh, to listening, uh, to learning, and to acting in good faith. And watching all of this play out is Dina Friedman. She spells it F-R-I-E-D-M-A-N, not the same as Andrea Friedman. And Dina's in grade 12. She's at Nepean High School. She used to attend religious day schools, but she switched into the public system, and she now runs her school's Jewish Students Club. What kind of experience was that for you as a Jewish student in Nepean so far? Well, yeah, I didn't know any other Jews when I started Um, And when I talked about being Jewish, I very quickly just became the token Jew, especially to my teachers. Um, And that's how a lot of them would relate to me. They'd be like, oh, I watched something, you know, this show about a Jew, and they'd talk to me about it, or, oh, I read this book or this article. Right. And so how does that make you feel about that? Uh, So being Jewish is for sure a huge part of my identity, um, but that's not all I am. I'm not, you know, just the Jewish kid. And it was very weird because I wasn't used to that at all. Like in my old school, everyone was Jewish, so it wasn't, you know, I wasn't seen as just the Jewish kid. And it kind of takes away from the rest of my identity because that's the first thing people see. And then that's often all they really tend to see. In other schools, we've heard stories about people throwing pennies. And what has been your knowledge of this in Ottawa schools? 
So I've never had those kinds of issues. Uh, one of the members of our Jewish Student Union at Nepean has had some students at Nepean ask him um, what his favorite flavor of gas was. Um, yeah. I can hardly believe that. And what in what context was that made? It was in a classroom? Was it just like a, a joke? What was it? I think it was just a joke. Yeah. Um, I've had in some of my classes people making Holocaust jokes, and I kind of, you know, subtly call them out on it and be like, hey, that's not funny. They'd be like, oh, you know, that's just my sense of humor. It's just dark humor. You just don't get it. So this happens in your school. It happens all over the place. What about on social media? What about in memes oh. and, uh, and, and what you're seeing in your feed? Yeah, so for sure, I would say people are a lot less shy on social media. Uh, so especially uh, last spring, there were uh, a lot of talks about, you know, Israel and Palestine. I have saw people on their Instagram comparing Israelis to Nazis. Um, on my personal Instagram account, I have the Israeli flag in my bio. I was born in Israel, and I also have the Canadian flag. And I've gotten some messages just from people I didn't know but who went to my school. Uh, you know, the classics, Free Palestine, that kind of thing. And I usually, you know, if it's things that I see on people's stories, I try to not um, engage too much. I will a little bit here and there. I'm not a very passive person, but especially when people message me directly, I try and have a conversation with them. You know, like, I live in Canada. I, I'm i not cha- going to be able to change anything about, you know, what's going on halfway across the world. Um, so it's hard. You know, they say they're like, oh, I'm not anti-Semitic. I'm just anti-Zionist. It's, it's hard to hear. You had an incident that happened when you were studying in grade 10 uh, where the Israel-Palestine situation came up in, in classroom materials. Can you just walk us through what that was like and what happened? So there was a video that was built into the curriculum. Um, so our teacher would pick, you know, bits and parts to watch and read as a class. Um, and one of that, like those parts, were a video about a student talking about Israel and Palestine Um you know, saying Israel, you know, is hate-criming Palestinians and, you know, apartheid state, they're, like, colonizing the land, you know, all the their favorite buzzwords. Um, and then I was, you know, kind of in shock because this was, I think, my first real experience of anti-Semitism and anti-Zionism at my school. Um, I went home, I complained about it, uh, and they brought someone to come apologize to our class, and this person walked into the class And she says, I don't know anything about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, but we can't blame all Jews for the inhumane acts of Israel. And that that was that. Uh, So that was really frustrating. Um, Yeah, and my grandfather, who used to run JFS, which is the Jewish Family Services of Ottawa, actually sent an email to our school offering to come and speak, um, but... No one ever got back to him. Why do they even talk about Israel in your civics class? What does that have anything to do with civics in Canada? I don't understand. I don't understand either. It's a civics and careers course, so it's supposed to help you decide, you know, what field you want to go into and then also learn about Canadian politics. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that Jewish kids are at all in danger in school? So I wouldn't say, at least this is my experience and I can't speak for everyone, Um, I've never been like, scared of my physical danger. I do think um, Jewish students going to public schools are in danger. It's very hard to keep your 
identity uh, in a public school environment. And that's why I think it's super important to have like safe spaces um, like Jewish clubs where, you know, Jews can meet each other and kind of talk freely about, you know, what's bothering them and just get to learn more about their culture. Well, you just started your first 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 couple of weeks of of public school. Then you're going to miss a lot of school for the Jewish holidays. How is that going to work? Um, it's really hard, especially in grade 12, to be missing a lot of school. And I think, uh, especially if you are observant of Jewish holidays and aren't going to be, you know, writing and using technology, a lot of teachers don't understand that. They're like, oh, you know, you're at home. Here's the, this work to do while you're at home. They see it more as, you know, like, you're just taking time off of school and it's just like a vacation. But teachers aren't very understanding of that. They they try their best, but they, they honestly just don't know. So do you, I mean, you know, you act as a sort of unofficial ambassador in your hallways with different people coming up and telling you, hey, I saw something Jewish. Isn't that great? But do you actually do any of your own training or do you do, like, through the Jewish Students Club, are you guys actually asked to get involved in school life in another way. Yeah, so very recently um, we were asked to get involved with our school's multicultural night. So we had a booth um, about Jewish culture, but before that we had never been asked uh, to be involved with anything. Um, Our school did not do anything for a Holocaust Remembrance Day this year, which was really, uh, last year, sorry, which was very surprising and very unfortunate. Um, Our school... I think it's very progressive with a lot of things and really working to learn and to do better. But I think people underestimate the value of students seeing themselves when they go to school. Um, I don't see a lot of, you know, books about Jews. We don't really, you know, we watch a lot of videos about different people that our teachers find inspirational. Um, Usually they're not Jewish. Um, um, I'm actually co-directing a one-act play this year. So I've been looking at different scripts online, and I found one about a very, um, you know, classic Jewish story, which is, you know, this man goes to a rabbi, and he says, my house is is loud, there's always so much going on, I'm sure you know, and they bring the animals into the house. And I was, I was like, oh, like, when I found the script, I was like, this is so cool. Like, I was shocked, like, it had so many like, cool pieces of Jewish culture in it. It takes place on Hanukkah. So, like, I was so excited about that. I had never... I've I've been in theater all through high school and never have we done anything of Jewish substance. So it was super cool. So they're going to let you direct it in school? Yeah, we'll see. Um, We haven't decided what play we're going with, but that's the top three. By the way, a similar situation happened last week at the York Region District School Board north of Toronto. After years of lobbying by Jewish groups and a Jewish trustee to get the board to adopt the IRA definition of anti-Semitism, the way Toronto School Board already has, the motion was scheduled to come to a vote on September the 13th. But that kicked off a furious letter-writing campaign by forces opposed to the idea, including the Independent Jewish Voices Organization. The trustees' inboxes got flooded with 500 emails apiece, and despite a similar effort by mainstream Jewish groups like Sija and B'nai B'rith and Simon Wiesenthal, the York Region trustees balked. They decided to postpone the vote, and likely that will happen maybe not even until after the provincial school board elections at the end of October. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. 
Today's listener shout-out goes to Barbara Dales of Toronto's Drillzer Congregation. And we'll end the show with a little reminder that if you're a subscriber to the CJN, your magazine should be coming to you in the next few days. 88 pages. It's gorgeous. The hard copies are going to be delivered, but only to subscribers. So don't miss out on the next one that comes out at Hanukkah. Go to the CJN.ca and subscribe.